and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News' Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Fusion. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. You're listening to the Kevin McCullough Show here on WMCA. I'm Pastor Dave Watson sitting in for him. You will not want to miss my guest today. He's going to talk about some incredible things that are happening in the pro life movement. You do not want to miss it. Please stay tuned on the Kevin McCullough Show. Well, welcome today to the Kevin McCullough Show. This is Pastor Dave Watson. I have the privilege of sitting in for Kevin. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel on Staten Island, have had that privilege for 33 years, and uh, Kevin's getting some time off, well-deserved, and I have a very special guest today. Uh, uh, I have Father Frank Pavone, he's the National Director of Priests for Life, uh, and uh, I've interviewed him many times before, he's a very special guest, he's a very special person, in my view. Uh, Father Frank, thank you for joining us today. It's great to be with you, Pastor Dave, thanks for having me. Uh, now, now we'll start out with the fact that you've been in the news a little bit more than probably you wanted to be the last few days. <laughs> well, yes, because uh, and this is the this is a, a continuation of a 21 year battle where a battle which many don't understand and I often don't understand. Uh, it's a battle within the Catholic Church against my pro life work that I've actually been authorized to do. But some within the church feel very uncomfortable about it. Priests for Life is a reform movement within the Catholic Church to urge and equip the clergy, above all, and and all the people, to respond more adequately, more effectively to the ongoing problem of abortion. So we help priests to preach. We help them to mobilize their people, to elect pro-life candidates, and to come against uh, the inroads of abortion. We help promote alternatives to abortion. We promote healing after abortion. We work with uh, the United Nations and other international bodies to preserve the right to life worldwide. We do a lot of other work as well, broadcasting, publishing, etc. Why would anyone in the church want to oppose that kind of work? And many and many support us, including popes. Uh, I, in fact, Pope Francis himself has encouraged my work. I've spoken to him directly several times. But there are some in the church who, for reasons they would better be equipped to to explain, uh, oppose this work. And they've tried to put roadblocks in my way. In fact, in fact, they've tried to get me to stop doing this work. And this is just another iteration of that, the news being uh, as you know, that the Vatican itself, the Pope himself, has said, I can no longer be a priest. Wow. And it's like, excuse me, I mean, I must have done something pretty bad to warrant that. And yet I know, because we've been battling this for, for 21 years, that I haven't done anything wrong. I've done I've done the work that God has, has, has ordained uh, for the protection of his children and the healing of his people. Um, but uh, there have been uh, these forces aligned in the church to try to stop it. Now, I should point out, this has kind of been an up and down, back and forth story, because at various points in these last 21 years, when I've had to go to the Vatican and say, please protect me and protect my work, they have done so. Yes. Protected me very strongly against some bishops who wanted to obstruct me. But I think, you know, it boils down to personnel as policy. And uh, right now, under Pope Francis, you've got some people there in the Vatican, even though, as I already said, Pope Francis has personally encouraged me with this work. You've got some in positions of influence who who want to do otherwise. And so they've man- maneuvered things in such a way uh, as to issue this decree. I see it as an ecclesiastical parallel to what has been happening in the political arena. People like myself, 
who support President Trump, for example. You know, we see that the things that have been done against him as a weaponization of otherwise legitimate processes and institutions in our government, uh, but they, they can be weaponized and turned against political opponents. Same thing has been happening in the church uh, uh, against uh, people like me that some bishops think are, are too political. Some bishops think I'm too, uh, one bishop said to me one time, you're too aggressive on abortion. And I kind of looked at him and said, well, as soon as the abortion stops being so aggressive on these little babies that it decapitates and dismembers, then you can come talk to me. But I'll back um, off. This is this is the point at which we've arrived. Cancel culture within the church. You know, somebody like me who's an outsider, is this an American bishop issue, a European and American bishop issue? I can't imagine, and, and you correct me, that a South American or, 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 or Latin American or African bishops uh, w- would feel comfortable with abortion or feel comfortable opposing someone who's done the kind of work you've done. Uh, yeah, the opposition has really come from certain American bishops whom I believe where the the nub of the of the issue resides is their loyalty to the Democrat uh, political machine. Um, I know I mean, some of these bishops have said publicly, you know, that they they vote Democrat uh, and they don't want to they don't want to offend their friends if they come out too strong against abortion or if the Catholic Church is is uh, continuing to come out too strong against abortion, they um, they they might lose their they might lose their friends or they might lose their support on some other projects that they may be some working. Political fu- some funding that they were getting from government officials. Funding, yeah, you go. That's right. Um, you know, ironically, I mean, they ought to be thanking again President Trump for the freedom uh, of the church that he so effectively defended. I mean, the church would be in pretty bad shape if he hadn't done the things that he's done for religious liberty, for example. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it's been the American. It's been an American phenomenon, and an American phenomenon that, as they say, has put pressure on the Vatican. Uh, and then basically, what they're saying over in the Vatican is, "Oh, we're getting these complaints, you know, from these bishops about what you're doing." And it's like, yeah, and you're getting a lot of praise too. You know, that's don't, right. Don't neglect that. So, so, uh, so, so uh, correct me again if I'm wrong. If if a, if a, if a practicing Catholic is is advocating for abortion, uh, the, the church really has almost a responsibility to deny that individual uh, communion. Do, do they not? Yes, that has been articulated by the bishops, um, by a canon law, that it is inconsistent uh, with receiving communion to um, be out of communion with the church on such a such a, a basic matter. Uh, or another way of looking at it is uh, just biblically, um, Jesus says, when you bring your gift to the altar, if you remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift there. First, go back and be reconciled with your brother, then come and offer your gift. So coming to Mass, including receiving of communion, this is a, a is a sacrifice of worship to God. But if somebody is aborting babies or saying they can be aborted or not recognizing that they need to be protected in the womb, they are not reconciled with their brothers and sisters in the womb. These are our brothers and sisters. These babies. Yes. And, and, and that's the basis then of saying, well, how can you be welcoming Jesus, which is what you do when you receive communion? And rejecting his children. How does that work? In fact is, it doesn't work. Uh, and so, yes, you're correct that that people who are, especially in positions like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi have, where you are determining in a large part the abortion policy of the United States. You have it in your hands to decide whether tens of millions of babies live or die. That that doesn't carry some moral responsibility. And, and you know, people who say, oh, well, the church shouldn't be getting too political. When the church speaks up in a situation like this and tells those in authority that they have to protect these babies, that's not the church being political. That's the church being the church. That's right. In the word of God into our lives. How much of our lives are under the, the lordship of Jesus Christ? 70%, 90%? No, 100%. And that includes, therefore, our activities in the political arena. We, we say in the, in, in the Protestant church, um, he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. At all. Beautiful. That's right. Um, it's, just, it's, a, it's a crazy situation. And to think that Pelosi and, and Biden, 40 years, each of them, uh, uh, in, in office uh, doing their, their thing, nearly 40 years, that's, that's 40 million babies. Uh, aborted uh, under their watch. That's 
That's un- unbelievable. This is it Pastor is. Dave Watson. I'm speaking with Father Frank Pavone, uh, the National Director of Priests for Life. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to talk about all the victories that we have seen in the pro-life movement over the last couple of years. Stay tuned. Hi, Kevin McCullough. As the holidays approach, think of those in need this year. If you're looking to give back to the less fortunate this holiday season, think local with the Bowery Mission. We've been partnering with Bowery for years because of the wonderful work they do in the community. Like last year, they provided 258,000 meals, 50,000 plus nights of shelter, tens of thousands of pieces of clothing, and 42,000 emergency showers. The Bowery Mission is focused on creating a place of radical hospitality to ensure a calm and safe environment. Think of the Bowery Mission as a bridge for people People experiencing homelessness, providing those meals, showers, shelter, and opportunity for individuals to rebuild their lives in a caring community. The Bowery Missions Overnight Shelter offers basic need service, hot showers, food, hygiene products, and sleep overnight on a comfortable mattress made with freshly laundered linens. New York City's right to shelter rule has been in place for decades and has provided temporary relief to many who would otherwise spend cold nights on the street. And places like the Bowery Mission need your support to help those in need. So visit Bowery.org and donate right now. Listen to Tim Kennedy and It's Just a Mortgage, Saturday afternoons at 5. Learn about reverse mortgages. Tim is a certified reverse mortgage professional with U.S. Mortgage Corporation. Have equity in your home? Will a reverse mortgage line of credit benefit you and your family? Visit TimTalksReverse.com or call 631-750-0520. There are misconceptions about reverse mortgages. Will I lose my home? Do I give up home ownership? Will my children be burdened with debt? None of these are true. A reverse mortgage line of credit may help you achieve specific goals, the ability to age in place, maintain financial independence, or plan for a more safe and secure retirement. TimTalksReverse.com or 631-750-0520. Listen to It's Just a Mortgage every Saturday afternoon at 5 on AM 970, The Answer, and AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. It's Just a Mortgage with Tim Kennedy. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school? (laughs) One that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently? Well, there's a high-powered and lucrative career that you really do need to know about. Court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, television stations, they're all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's I-N-F-O at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then WMCA's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Gateway Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy. You can see the full list of participating schools at WMCA.com. WMCA is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to WMCA.com or call Rachel at 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Listen to Pray for the Nations every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. with Pastor David Hernquist of Van Nest Assembly of God in the Bronx. Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We believe that God's word for 2022 is to simply preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus to every people group in the earth. As we pray for the nations to hear about Jesus, we believe for a global awakening to our Savior. 
We invite you to listen to Pray for the Nations every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Van Nest Assembly of God is located at 755 Rhinelander Avenue in the Bronx, between Holland and Wallace Avenues. VanNestAssembly.com provides more information about the continuing education classes with Berean School of the Bible through Global University. These courses are designed to help fulfill your calling as a church leader, layperson, or for your personal enrichment. Tune in to Pray for the Nations every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. VanNestAssembly.com You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Ding dong, ding dong, that is the song with joyful ring of caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Yeah, while people sing songs of good cheer, Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back. This is Pastor Dave Watson sitting in for Kevin McCullough. This is the Kevin McCullough Show here on WMCA 570 The Mission. Uh, I have a privilege now and then to sit in for Kevin while he gets a little bit of rest. My guest is Father Frank Pavone, uh, the National Director of Priests for Life. Uh, Father Pavone and his organization have done an incredible amount of good. Uh, Since 1993, he has dedicated himself full-time to to just this, uh, saving the lives of the unborn. And, and this year, Father Pavone, we had an amazing, an amazing victory in that realm, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Why don't you take yes. us through a little bit about uh, from, from 1993 <laughs> until 2022, how in the world did this happen? This happened, first of all, because Roe v. Wade was on such a shaky foundation to begin with. It invented a constitutional right that was never acknowledged in all American history, uh, neither on the state or the federal level, neither by a legislature nor a court, nor a scholarly article. There was no right to abortion rooted in the Constitution. So when Roe v. Wade declared that, it was already set for for doom because uh, you can have an error like this survive for a while the separate but equal doctrine uh, behind segregation survived for a while, uh, but not forever. Uh, if you, As long as you have a court system in the United States, which is even remotely dedicated to uh, applying the principles of the Constitution, these invented rights are not going to survive. Um, it took the court 59 years uh, to, uh, to overcome the 58 years to overcome the um, Plessy versus Ferguson um, Brown versus Board of Education uh, decision, but Roe v. Wade, well, it took 49 years. Yes. What they did was uh, recognize, the court recognized the danger of reading into privacy or liberty the idea that you could choose to end another life. And, and so the, the victory came about because, A, people kept educating the public about what this so-called right really entailed, the killing of these babies. Secondly, science advanced through all those years, making it more and more clear that this is a baby. Thirdly, the harm abortion does piled up more and more over these years. And one of the things we did was to give a voice to the women who were harmed by abortion. This is a war campaign. And the justices actually took notice of that in some of the Supreme Court decisions. Uh, they make mention of these women who regret their their choice. Uh, and then the other thing we did, which was pivotal, election after election. I remember this. We worked heavily in the year 2000 and then 2004 to elect and reelect George W. Bush. Key motivating factor for the voters, the Supreme Court. Who you elect as president is going to determine the kind of justices on the court. And George W. Bush gave us two uh, Supreme Court justices. And then when the election of President Trump rolled around, again, the voters were being told by us and by many other groups, it's the Supreme Court that's at stake here. It's not just the next four years. It's the next 40 years. That's right. Of the voters who 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 um, the uh, significant portion of voters uh, saw the Supreme Court as an important issue. And most of them, uh, we saw it, for example, in CNN uh, a polling, uh, 56% uh, voted for Donald J. Trump because they wanted the kind of justices that he told us he would appoint. And he took the unusual step of actually showing us a list, which is, I think, a nice act of transparency. 
the bottom line being that because people educated, voted, registered voters, uh, uh, educated about the candidates, did get out the vote drives, all this work over all these years toppled an already weak and failing decision. Um, the court itself, by the way, ate away at Roe v. Wade. For example, the Planned Parenthood versus Casey decision in 1992, even though it technically upheld Roe, it ate away at it. It, it rejected a lot of it, um, uh, and, and, and it didn't even endorse its reasoning. It almost overturned it, but it weakened it significantly. So these are some of the elements that um, uh, that brought us to this victory, and not the least of which, of course, over every one of these years, not a single day, not a single hour went by that the people of God weren't praying fervently uh, that this uh, monstrosity would be removed from our American public life. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of, of the strategy Thurgood Marshall actually used as a lawyer to get to the point where segregation was totally eliminated. By mm-hmm. the Supreme Court, he he it was bit by bit by bit a lot of patience, mm-hmm. a lot of prayer, a lot of a lot a lot of effort to, to to make that that happen. Where where exactly were you when when the decision came down? I was in front of uh, my computer like I am now with the camera on. We were live broadcasting because we knew the court was issuing decisions that day. And we suspected it might be that day. Uh, so because the court had not, you know, again, we're getting near the end of the term. They hadn't yet issued it. And the reason we thought it might be that day was because I didn't think they would wait till the very last day of the term. No, no, that would have been too much trouble. To, yeah. Well, you know, it would have clued people in as they say, well, if this is the last day of the term, it must be today. You know, and and, and so. I was broadcasting. I had a colleague sitting next to me. He was looking on the on the Supreme Court uh, website. We were all monitoring it. And then he was the first one to shout out, we got Dobbs, we got Dobbs. He handed me the, the, the phone. I clicked on the link within seconds of that decision having been posted by the Supreme Court. I announced the, the holding of the decision, uh, which is that. And here's the holding, by the way. The Constitution does not provide a right to abortion. And therefore, and this is a key thing for people to understand what the Dobbs decision did. It said, we return to the people and their elected representatives the question of abortion. So in other words, Roe v. Wade was saying to the legislators, you can't protect these babies. Even if the people want it, even if you want it, even if your governor wants it, you can't pass laws to protect these babies. Well, that's ridiculous. That has nothing to do with the Constitution. So now the court said, okay, we are saying this is in your hands. We're not going to stand in your way. American people and your elected representatives, if you want to protect unborn children. So now what the what the court did was it didn't give the protection. It gave us the right to make the protection. So now the work, that's why many people are saying, well, now the work begins. You know, now all the pro-life work that we described a moment ago, the educating, the voting, the lobbying, the creation of laws, the passing of laws, all of that now is going to have even more effect than it did before. So we've, this is no time to walk away from the battle. This is a time to get more engaged, full speed ahead, um, and, and let's get more of these pro-life laws, and let's get, let's get our legislators who are willing to pass such laws elected in the first place. Now, now, now you have 50 fights in 50 states, but hey, uh, you, you, guys, you guys are up for it. This is Pastor Dave Watson. Right. I'm talking with, uh, Pastor, with Father Frank Pavone. You're listening to The Kevin McCall Show. We'll be back in just a minute.
Mitsubishi Motors year-end sales event is on now at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. You've waited for these savings all year. With inventories at near best levels for many months, get a year-end deal on a great selection. New 2022 Mirage ES number NZ008368 starting at 17470 And the highly acclaimed 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander number NZ086139 starting at only $30,095 plus tax, license, and fees are just two examples of the year-end sales event going on now. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Let's go. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has doubled the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. And it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then WMCA's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Carney Christian Academy. You can see the full list of participating schools at WMCA.com. WMCA is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to WMCA.com or call Rachel at 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments, and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called, and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We three kings of Orient Top. Bearing gifts, we travel so far. Feel and Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. And we're back. Uh, This is Pastor Dave Watson. You're listening to the Kevin McCullough Show. I'm sitting in for Kevin. My guest today is uh, Priest for Life National Director, uh, Father Pavone, Father Frank Pavone. And he's going to continue his discussion with us with with reference to uh, the overturning of, of Roe Wade. Uh, Father Frank, in our culture, 
and I hate to say it this way, and I don't mean any sacrilege, abortion has almost become a sacrament to the left. Uh, and, and, and those who oppose it are, are seen uh, as just horrible people, and they suffer terrible persecution. I mean, they wanted to kill the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, uh, he had, you know, they, 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 you know, sent people not just to annoy him. Somebody was coming to to take his life, and you yourself within the Catholic Church are being persecuted for that belief. What? Why? Why is it so so vehement against uh, people who are pro life? Yeah, it's 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 a very fundamental question, uh, and I think that the answer is on a couple of different levels. First, on a very just human psychological level. We were discussing before that uh, the Supreme Court created this fictional right to abortion. Okay, when they did that in 1973, they gave the the abortion movement a free pass. And, And what I mean is they, the supporters of abortion, no longer had to make their case to the American people or to their legislators of why abortion is a good thing. They didn't have to make that case because the Supreme Court decreed it to be a good thing. Got them off the hook. When we would argue, we would always have to make our case for pro-life on the merits. Who is this baby? What does abortion do to the baby? What does abortion do to the mother and to the rest of society? And why should the law protect these babies? So we've always made the case on its merits. We've done the hard work of persuading people. The other side, all they've had to do all these years is hide behind the robes of the justices and invoke this constitutional right, like a, a spoiled child who's been given something, you know, the child's whole short life so far, and then it's taken away and you rant and you rave. That's why they, 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 they started attacking the pregnancy centers. They started attacking the churches and so forth. So that's on a human psychological level on a deeper spiritual level. It's because of what you just said. Abortion is to them a sacrament. In fact, there's a book called the sacrament of abortion uh, author, Jeanette Paris wrote it some years ago. They really believe we're talking about the hardcore promoters and advocates uh, who run the abortion industry. Um, they, this is a sacred, the right to abortion is a sacred dogma. The practice of abortion is a sacrament and the abortion clinic is their church. So if we take action that ends up denying that dogma, preventing that sacrament, closing down those churches, they're going to be just as committed to defending all of that as we are to defending authentic Christian dogma and true churches that worship the true God. And this is what's going on. So now, at the core, many have said, you know, abortion is a satanic sacrifice. Because we see, as you know, in Scripture, the sacrifice of children to demons, right? And it was a key sin for which... Israel was subject to the exile, right? In yes. both cases, north and south, uh, scripture identifies that shedding of innocent blood as a, as, a, as a pivotal sin that the people did not repent of. Now, uh, does this mean that women going in to get abortions are, are, are saying, I'm going to sacrifice my baby to demons today? No. But again, those who are supporting this, when we say them, someone is worshiping the devil, we don't necessarily mean, I mean, there are some who will literally invoke the evil spirit who is the devil, who yes. scripture is real. But but a lot of these people, when they say hail Satan and they're worshiping the devil, what they're really saying is, it's all about my freedom, my truth. Me. It, it, the, right? It's me instead of God. That's, 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 the, that's the war in life. Abortion is a key, iconic, and fundamental pivotal provision of that it's like okay i have to be able to abort a child so that i can do whatever i want it's my body my choice and this is why again this is the source again of so much of this is just irrational obsessive uh focus and rage If, if you so much as speak against abortion uh these people are acting as though you know, it's the end of the world. So uh, I think those are some of the elements in, in answer to your question. Reminds me of Isaiah uh, 14, 12 through 14, what we call the I wills of Lucifer. I will yes. do this. I will do this. I will yes. do this. This is Pastor Dave Watson. I'm talking a fascinating discussion 
with Father Frank Pavone, uh, National Chairman of Priests for Life. We'll be right back. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. With us, very special guest, Michael E. McMahon, the district attorney from Staten Island. Many law enforcement officials have been sounding alarm about the new criminal justice laws that will go into effect. Can you discuss your major concerns in the areas of discovery and bail reform? Sure. If someone burgles a house on Monday night and it would be released the next day, could do it again on Tuesday night to another home, and it could be found in his or her pocket a picture of my home playing for Thursday night, the judge has to let that person go because burglary is not a violent crime. So what the legislature did is it tied the hands of judges. Excuse me for a second. I'm going to be sick. New York State is open for criminals. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. 45 years of God's Word. The Word of God is going to show me where to go and where not to go. Truth. If God is not in absolute control of all things, who is? Wisdom. Obey God. Leave all the consequences to Him. Watch Dr. Stanley anytime on Local Now throughout your day. Your trusted source for biblical teaching. In Touch Plus. Streaming free on Local Now. Go to intouch.org slash plus to find out more. WMCA welcomes the new show, More Like Jesus, with Pastor Dave Gustafson. The missing piece to all of this is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And by doing that, he connected us with the power of God. Listen Monday through Friday evenings at 630, beginning December 5th. And I realize that to the world, it seems foolish, but it's not. It is the key to all of this. More Like Jesus on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. This is Pastor Matthew Recker with the Heritage of Faith Conversations Program. Join us every Sunday night at 6 p.m. to get Bible questions answered live on the air. Join us Sunday night at 6 p.m. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. You committed the crime of carrying Bible literature into China. Your second crime is that you want more and more North Koreans to believe in Jesus. I said, yes, I'm guilty. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. Listen Sunday morning, 830 on WMCA. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. We're back with our final segment with Father Frank Pavone, the National Chairman for Priests for Life, National Director 
Uh, and Father Frank, people may not know the entire uh, ministry of Priest for Life. It's it's not just uh, an anti-abortion uh, 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 group. It's not you know a political lobbying group. You guys do so much more. Help us to understand the ministry of Priest for Life and, and what you guys do. Yes, you know, it's evangelization. It's proclaiming the gospel of life, uh, proclaiming God's love for human life. And so we train the clergy. We help them to articulate uh, from the scriptures and from the from the teachings of, of uh, their respective churches how uh, the people of God are meant to rise up together to defend the defenseless. It's a key theme, as we know, in scripture, defend the defenseless. So, for example, when it comes to abortion, um, what do we do for the woman who, who, who says, I can't handle this pregnancy. Where do I go? Where do I turn? We want to make sure every pastor in America is equipped to answer that question and to give her the, the help that's needed. Sometimes that help will come directly from the church. Uh, often it comes from the pregnancy centers that the churches work together with. And we help to train those pregnancy center volunteers and directors. We help to connect them with the churches. We help to train the pastors in what those pregnancy centers do. So that's big. That's a big part of our work. Getting the message out to those that have had abortions. Uh, the Rachel's Vineyard pro, uh, program is is a worldwide retreat program, again, based on the word of God and, and the grace uh, that he gives us and the forgiveness that we find in the blood of Christ. Uh, the about a thousand retreats a year that we're, we're overseeing and people are coming back every day. I've ministered to people who have had as many as 26 abortions. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it, yeah, it's amazing that even the, that the body can even endure that, much less the soul. But um, people have done that. And they have come to us for to find God's God's mercy and healing. So we're doing this big mercy mission. You know, the the silent no more that we mentioned before. Uh, uh, those that have had abortions and have found Christ and have gotten those sins washed away, they've got a message for the world. And if they feel led to share that testimony, we'll help them first of all discern whether or not they they should do so because there's a few steps they need to take. And then secondly, we'll give them the platform to do so. That's a powerful aspect of the pro-life movement. And then beyond that, we do a lot of educating, training. You know, what we also do is we bring together, we'll be doing this in a few weeks in our, at our headquarters, bringing together the pro-life leaders, people involved in this movement. They want to see unity. They want to see not only Christians working together across denominational lines, uh, and our conversation here today exemplifies that. But also, um, they want to see the different pro-life groups working together. We help to make that happen. We bring these leaders together in uh, strategy sessions and meetings that produce a lot of good fruit for the movement. Um, and then we uh, we uh, we educate voters. We help legislators. We uh, 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 we have his outreach to the Hispanic community. We work on the international level. We defend the unborn at the United Nations, at the Organization of American States, uh, and in um, legislatures worldwide. Because the battle is global, and a lot of the arguments and a lot of the dynamics are just the same in all these other countries. Now, now for. Your organization and you personally, what's next? We have a plan of, yeah, the new year is about to start. We have a plan of action for 2023 to increase the state-by-state state mobilization of people to, to pass pro-life laws. We discussed earlier how this battle now intensifies in the states now that Roe v. Wade is gone. And uh, by the way, it continues also in the Congress. The, the Congress still has its role on the federal level to protect the unborn. So we're pushing for both and we're working with uh, legislators on both levels. Well, what does this mean we need to do? We need to, in each of the states, have a, a stronger core of people who, in conjunction with our team of experts, uh, will push for the right kinds of policies. Uh, therefore, we're asking people at the beginning of the year to step up to the plate and to be uh, essentially, uh, you know, missionaries for life, if you mm. will, uh, standing, letting us know, hey, I want to be more involved in this movement in this coordinated way. And we'll be recruiting and training such people um, that that's going to be a key for this year. We're also going to be increasing the amount of public um, activity that we do in terms of prayer vigils at abortion facilities, rallies, marches uh, in the different states, and um, public education activities where, you know, you, you go out and you, basic street corner preaching, if yes. you will, uh, appeal directly to the public. Because, because for the reasons I explained earlier about the effects of 
the Dobbs decision, that messaging on pro-life is going to have an even stronger effect now because people can't hide behind the assertion or they can't shut down dialogue just by saying, oh, there's a constitutional right to abortion. Now the arguments matter even more. So we're going to have people doing that right out on the, in the public square. In, in our remaining uh, two minutes, what, what's next for you? Do you do you appeal the ruling? Oh, yes. Oh, in terms of the, 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 blo- well, the way they're trying to block me from even being a priest. Um, yes, I have the right to appeal directly to Pope Francis personally. Uh, and I am doing that as we speak. We are, we are, we have a number of things in motion. And um, and uh, if he does not reverse, he can always reverse this decision. And I think he's going to see. And I want to urge people: support our work, connect with, be involved in all these projects. Because the more that people rally together in this movement, the stronger our case is to the even to the Pope to say, "Look, the people of God are with us." Why do you want to block this work? The people, yeah. this. so we need the people of God to show us that they're with us as they have for so many years already. Uh, so go to endabortion.us. And uh, uh, what I'm going to do is if Pope Francis doesn't change things, you know, Pastor Dave, there's going to be another Pope after him. And you can be sure I'll be knocking on his door too. And in the meantime, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be with you and with all our audience and with all the movement moving forward in the name of the one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father Frank Bravon, thank you so much for your work. If people want to support Priest for Life, what's the best way to do so? They want to give a financial gift here at the end of the year. What's yeah. the best way to do that? If they go to that same site, they'll see a big donate button at the at the at the at the top of the website, endabortion.us. There'll be a donate button there. We appreciate the end of the year gift and uh we will use it well. Father Provone, thank you for your time and on behalf of the unborn, I don't speak for them, but my goodness, thank you for all the work you've done. And uh, I don't think that uh, any of us could have envisioned how how wide and how deep uh, the ministry of Priest for Life uh, has become. Uh, it's, it's certainly uh, had the blessing of God on it. And we're grateful yes. for your work. Thank you so much. Please have a great day. Please have a happy holiday. You too. This is Pastor Dave Watson. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, Kevin McCullough. When you think of the word leprosy, you probably think of biblical times. You think of Jesus and how he healed a leper when everyone else told him to stay away from him because he was dirty and diseased. But leprosy still exists. That's right. Not in most of the Western world, but in some of the places that are hardest to reach for human beings, leprosy still takes lives. It still takes the humanity out of an individual, and it still separates individuals from their family and loved ones. The amazing thing is you can reunite that member with their family for only $30. The American Leprosy Mission, who we've worked with now for nearly five years in a row, they have helped us with your help literally cure 2,000 plus people of this disease and reunite them in time for Christmas. Would you help us do it again this year? Call 800-979-1980. Go to WMCA.com to give online or call 800-979-1980. That's 800-979-1980. 800-979-1980. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about a great family tradition in celebrating the birth of Christ right here in the middle of New York. In fact, at Carnegie Hall on December the 15th at 730 in the evening, imagine yourself singing Christmas carols with Keith and Kristen Getty, a big choir and 2000 of your best friends here in New York. The Gettys just got their first Grammy nomination, and they're going to have Grammy winner Ricky Skaggs joining them. And then it's going to be an evening of worship and Christmas caroling with Celtic, bluegrass, classical, and modern music all wrapped up in a vibrant celebration of Christmas. Sing an Irish Christmas at Carnegie Hall, December 15th. Learn more at gettymusic.com slash NYC. That's gettymusic.com slash NYC.
what you need to know when you need it. Kevin McCullough Radio. We're back for our final segment. This is Pastor Dave Watson. I've been sitting in for Kevin McCullough. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Father Frank Pavone. He and Priest for Life do an amazing work. Uh, They're worthy of your support. They're worthy of your prayers. Uh, Priestforlife.org, priestforlife.org kind of gives you a a, a full overview for them and, and an opportunity to donate to their ministry. I've enjoyed uh, sitting in for Kevin. I'd like to read a scripture to you from the book of Proverbs, the 31st chapter and the 8th and 9th verse. Those of us who have been involved in the pro-life mo- movement at times have become fatigued and worn out, uh, tired of uh, fighting uh, an uphill and upstream battle. One day in my devotions, as I was uh, discouraged about this, I, I, I read Proverbs, excuse me, Job chapter 31, verses eight. I'm sorry, it's Proverbs chapter 31, verses eight and nine, where it says, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destined to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. The unborn are those who cannot speak for themselves. They are the mute. We must speak for them. They are in many ways sentenced to death, and we need to open our mouth for them and speak into our culture, that our culture might judge righteously, that we might stand in the gap for them, that we might uh, tell folks, you know what? I don't care what you believe. I know that a life begins at conception, and I will be the voice for that unborn baby. I will stand for that unborn baby. We do that by praying for the overturning of abortion now in 50 states. All 50 states will overturn uh, abortion. We do that by giving to organizations like Priests for Life or our local pregnancy care centers. And we do that by volunteering, by physically getting involved. It's not enough just to pray. It's not enough just to give. We and these organizations need boots on the ground. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. Uh, We are grateful for the WMCA audience, grateful for all your help in this last year, all that you have done to make a difference in our world. Again, this is Pastor Dave Watson. I have the privilege of being the pastor of Calvary Chapel on Staten Island. In addition to that, I'm the host and primary speaker for God in Our City, heard every Sunday morning, God willing, at 11.30 a.m. right here on WMCA. Please tune in. If you'd like to follow me, follow some of the things I say and do, you can always go to nycshepherd.com. That's nycshepherd.com. Please have an amazing rest of this holiday season and a very, very happy new year. May God bless you as you seek to serve and please him. May he get all the glory. God bless. Have a great, great day.